winter solstice today so it is the shortest day and the longest night the upside to all of this of course is that from tomorrow the days will start to get longer so those of you that don't like short days or find them depressing or you know look forward to the spring tomorrow is the first step towards that journey to spring as the days will start to get ever so slowly longer and hopefully brighter they're up in Newgrange this morning trying to get that light to flood the cavern and good luck to them there uh, for the winter solstice Uh, but the papers pick up on uh, motorists and seafarers are the ones that are being warned today regarding strong gales uh, coming across the country and that's the story of making the mail today but the dominant story uh, I believe in many of the newspapers today and rightly so on the front page we will allow the courts to take their course of course Uh, but five people uh, were in court last night accused of withholding information into the Ashling Murphy murder. Five charged in the Ashling killer probe. This is to do with the case itself, not obviously not directly because Pushka himself's in jail for killing and murdering Ashling Murphy, but those that now are before the courts have to do with withholding information and they include Josef Pushka's wife, Lucia, two of his brothers and two other women. So five of them in total in all of their photographs Make the front pages of the papers today. Ashling's killer wife blocked... Ashling killer's wife blocked the cop probe. Um, Pushka's uh, wife will be standing trial charged with obstructing the cop probe, according to The Sun. And the allegations against them and the charge against them is that by withholding that it did impede uh, the investigation into the ultimate arrest and prosecution of Josef Pushka found guilty for her killing. Like, for instance... This morning, uh, the uh, son says uh, this means that they will have to an opportunity now in court to have the option of either signing guilty pleas in advance um, or else uh, they will face trial. So we have to see what happens in that regard. But it's all to do with withholding information that could have led and helped the Gardaí in the investigation itself. Uh, another case that makes the papers today, and again, it's, it's court-related, is that former solicitor Michael Lynn. He started in a very small practice in West Dublin and then ultimately ended up with an awful lot of money. They, they figure that one stage... He had a value on all of his assets about fifty million euro. He had one hundred and fifty properties. Um, he had an awful lot of bank accounts, and a lot of the properties were mortgaged with multiple banks all at the same time. Now he fled to Brazil and even spent some time in Brazil. Uh, but he was the man. Would you say he rode the Celtic tiger rightly? Um, at the time, big time, particularly with regards to the property boom. So found guilty of almost 18 million euro, stealing 18 million euro from six financial institutions. Institutions. His own home, actually, was an astonishing place. Um, He had a dream home in Hoth. He had his own private beach, even. Uh, And fled to Brazil um, and, uh, you know, was extradited back to Ireland in 2018 and finally before the courts. Don't know what the sentence will be, uh, but uh, guilty of stealing um, 18 million from the banks. Uh, there's a lot of other reports this morning with regards to uh, issues involving um, uh, law and order in Ireland. Yesterday morning, uh, the front page in the papers was that um, the Gardaí were been told that they were told absolutely nothing of any international protection orders moving into the Galway Hotel. Um, and they said they do nothing about it. The teacher has come out and said this morning, that's not true. He says, we did tell the Gardaí about the plans for the hotel. Uh, so that's a, a counter uh, accusation now coming uh, from the government back at Ungarda Shikana. I did read in some one of the papers this morning that somebody said maybe the information didn't get into the right hands. I don't know. 
I don't know. Leo Varadkar actually makes the papers as well because he was caught by some Russian pranksters. It was an AI call. Do you know what AI? Like they can they can change the face of the person you're talking to. They can also change the language they're speaking, and they can also change their mouth movements with very advanced AI technology. They call these people bad actors, but apparently he thought he was on a call a video call with the African Union but it turned out to be a couple of Russian comedians. Now Leo Varadkar has said that he knew all along that it was a hoax and he just played along with it but he eventually hung up on this vid share call when they said say hello to all of your leprechauns um, and at that stage that's when Leo aborted the call but it just goes to show how dangerous in the wrong hands artificial intelligence actually can be with the amount of things that you can actually manipulate. We are one step, here's a typical example right, we're one t- step closer to reducing our speed limits in Ireland. Another part of the bill went through the doll yesterday. And if I could give a typical example from a selfish point of view in my own life, it would mean that the 50 minutes speed, 50 kilometre an hour speed limit on the Douglas Road, say going out the Douglas Road to Douglas, that 50 kilometre speed limit would be reduced to 30. Now, it's, I don't know how many of you have ever tried to drive the Douglas Road at 30 kilometres an hour it's very difficult, notwithstanding. You, I tried it a few times. You get grief from cars behind you. But when it's law, it's going to be law. And they're going to fast-track this. So that's a typical example. The Douglas Road will go from 50 to 30. Um, other ones then in built-up areas would go from 100 to 80 on secondary roads and then 80 to 60 on the rural roads. I think some of those rural roads are way too high with regards to the speed limit. They're very bendy and twisty, but yet the speed limit can say 80 kilometres or 100. You kill yourself if you drove with them. So that's not such a bad idea. And I suppose also in urban areas, you know, with schools and with kids and stuff like that, uh, maybe the idea of going from 50 to 30 kilometres is probably a good idea if it saves lives. What are your thoughts? So this is a step closer to reducing our speed limits and in urban areas, built-up areas, from 50 to 30. Your thoughts? And one other law that makes the papers and makes the mail today, the sale of vapes, electronic cigarettes to any children and a child is a child as anyone under the age of 18 will be banned in Ireland from tomorrow. So anybody found selling a vape or an electric cigarette or whatever the case may be, an electronic one, to somebody who's underage uh, will either get six months jail or four grand fine. Um, I don't know whether that is the person across the counter or the owner of the business. We'll have to wait and see what happens in that regard. But it's a €4,000 fine if you're lucky, six months in jail if you're unlucky. They're starting to clear the hospitals out of patients as we speak. Those that don't need to be there. Can't imagine there's many people in hospital who don't need to be there. But anyway, the Independent this morning says they're on a drive to empty the wards of as many patients as possible in a bid to avert another dangerous spike in trolley gridlock in the new year. Now, that's got to be a worry for people who feel, firstly, they're not ready to go home, they're not well enough, and also for family members of loved ones who feel that they're not ready either. So that's an interesting one making the front of the Independent today. And with Christmas in mind, it's a lovely story in the front of the Cork Independent today reminding us of the power and the work that Katrina Toomey and her team do at Penny Dinners. They will feed 1,000 people on Christmas Day. And I was chatting with Katrina uh, on air earlier in the week um, and she's gearing up for a 1,000 people who will depend on Cork Penny Dinners for their meal. I think the vast majority of those will get food hampers actually delivered with everything that they will need. It's not as if there'll be a 1,000 walk-ins or a 1,000 sit-downs for dinner. Much of it now has moved to getting the food and the provisions 
to the people that need them. In fact, penny dinners, if you're in the offing on Little Hanover Street, are still looking for uh, selection boxes and, and chocolates and little Christmas gifts for boys and girls of different ages. Anything you think they could use this side of Christmas would be greatly appreciated. The Echo this morning says that everybody is shopping local in Cork. I'm happy if the businesses are happy. I was telling you on Friday when I was inside in the city, there was a beautiful, great vibe, great vibe. We'll be in there again later this afternoon and I hope the vibe will be the same. But they talked to different businesses on Side with regards to how shopping, uh, how the tills are going. And they all seem to be very happy with it. They're talking about strong sales and busy trade, which is great. But many people will be out and about and hope you can get a taxi as you're coming and going, having a few jars, catching up with friends or going for a couple of cocktails. But be careful when you get into the taxi for fear that you might leave something behind because there is a report out this morning that we are a very forgetful country, uh, probably the most forgetful country in Europe when it comes to leaving things behind in taxis. What's the number one ticket item that people leave behind in taxis, ladies and gentlemen? Correct, Amundo. Somebody just shone and waved a mobile phone uh, through the screen at me. What's the second one? Moolah. Wallets. People's bags. Number three, nice one, Kevin, is keys. Number four, AirPods or headphones. Those feckin' AirPods are quite expensive. You don't want to be leaving those stuck behind the back seat of a taxi. Put you back 200 bucks or more to replace them. So mobile phones first, bags and wallets second, keys third, AirPods fourth, glasses and sunglasses fifth, passports after that, then bank cards and jewellery. That's your top ten, lads. Be aware of it. Check the taxi before you get out of it. And the fairy tale in New York doesn't look likely to be number one at Christmas time. And people are very nostalgic all the same. The bookies are saying that the Whams last Christmas uh, has taken over as the favourite now to reach number one. Does that mean that Shane McGowan's fairy tale in New York with a pose will come in at number two? And as if you didn't need warnings enough in your life, why in the name of God do you have to tell us that if you're not very careful, you could take your eye out opening a bottle of champagne? We know that! We've always known that. But this morning, they are saying that Santa Claus is, um, I suppose, his route when it comes to Ireland, delivering all the prezzies to the good boys and girls, will start up in Donegal. So he'll start up in the north and he'll wind his way down through Derry and Nantrum and Tyrone and Fermanagh and Armagh and Cavan, down through Longford, over across to Dublin, over then to Sligo and Mayo, down around Offaly, out to Clare, down into Kerry, out to the Skelligs. I don't know how Santa Claus has gone out to the Skelligs. There's nobody out there, pal. There is, um, there is a, a helicopter landing pad if he wants to pop down for a cup of tea, but nobody out there to give a present. And then back in again and into Cork, and apparently Santa will arrive on Leaside at 1.39 a.m. Isn't that right? 21 minutes to 2. 21 minutes to 2. So don't be late. They can, <laughs> don't, don't, be late don't be late going to bed. Make sure you're in bed nice and early for Santi to come along because, you know, just in case he turns up a little bit early, you know, he might be on maybe a little bit ahead of time this year. Although, mind you, if the speed limits are down, he might, he might struggle to get... He might yeah, yeah, but he stops car. time. He, he stops time, so nobody even That's, knows yeah. the speed or where Santi's going to be. To all of us, we'll be just stopped in time, sleeping, or wherever we are. He'll do his business, and we won't even know the, the like of it. Follow morning. Magic. Absolute magic. You were talking about champagne there and, uh, yeah. and, and, and corks popping out. It reminded me of, uh, if anybody watches Formula One, there's this driver, Lando Norris. I'm just showing it to you on the screen here. This is oh, how he opens his bottle of champagne. He gave it a right crack off the podium, didn't he? <laughs> it is his 
is instead of popping the po- the cork at the top, he kind of loosens the cork and then smacks the butt of the bottle These guys, against the ground and the, the thing. And that explodes. is the most rock and roll way to open they a bottle of champagne. They don't drink it though. I think the only ones I ever time. see drinking champagne are, are you know the soccer players inside in the dressing room. They yeah. actually do quaff it. And but uh, those... James Hunt back in the day, I think, yeah, was yeah, a fond of a bit of champagne. Is it a bit of useless information? Because I know we're coming back a little later on this morning talking about um, cocktails and cocktail making. If you like champagne and can't afford it, mm. right? Because it's very expensive. What's the closest to champagne? Prosecco? No. Cava. Really? That's what I'm told by the experts. Hmm. In if, terms if, of the taste of in, it? In terms of replicating champagne, tasting as close as possible to it. Okay. It ain't the Prosecco, it's the Cava. Yeah. Okay, so the Cava, so is it called Cava when it's made outside of the Champagne region? Uh, isn't Cava, oh God, I'll get this wrong. Isn't yeah. Cava the Spanish version? It's like the blind eating the blind here. It isn't, isn't it? Prosecco <laughs> the Italian version? The Prosecco's the Italian version. Yeah, I know okay. that. Definitely. So I just pass it on. Yeah. If you haven't got the price of a bottle of champagne, apparently in blind tasting, many people wouldn't know the difference between champagne and Cava. I love people go. roaring at the radio now saying that anyway. The Not Neil Brindeville Show. Cork's number one talk show. Pure Cork. On Red FM. Talk to Neil Prenderville now. 0818-104-106. Cork's Red FM. Great to see uh, the photographs are coming in from all over the world as paddy boxes get delivered. Patrick Walsh has sent me on one because his brother Frank organised it down in Australia. And the photographs have come in of an open paddy box from there. I see another lovely one from Connecticut in the USA. And this one here then from Sydney. A huge excitement. Chloe's paddy box arrived. Thanks to everyone who made it happen. And photographs of the paddy boxes. So keep those photographs of the hampers coming and email neil at redfm.ie as we send season's greetings to one and all. In a couple of minutes' time, um, I want to catch up with uh, Vera Toomey. I spoke with her recently uh, to see how the family were coping after the loss of Ava, her daughter Ava, who died at the age of 13. She tirelessly campaigned to access the, uh, to access the medical cannabis for her daughter, who passed away this year. It's very sad. I want to catch up, see how she was next. <laughs> I just wanted to catch up with you, obviously, because everybody was devastated at the news of Ava, mother of God. You were saying subsequent to all of the tragic news that it was nothing that any mother wouldn't have done, but it was heroic nonetheless, you know. How are you coping? It's very difficult when people ask you how you are, you know, because your your automatic response is that, you know, oh, I'm fine, I'm fine, you know, and clearly you're not. Yeah. But you... You know, I'm still here and I'm waking up every morning and she isn't and I have to continue and I have to go on. And I think, you know, anybody that goes through something like this, you know, you kind of, you, that that's what you've got to do. But I think it seems to me that everything is so dull now. Everything is very dulled down, you know, there's... It's it's just more difficult to go out. It's just more difficult to do things. There's there's an extra effort to be, you know, almost presentable mm. when you go out, mm. you, you know, because it's it's very very difficult without her. It really is. Yeah. I imagine you, you feel as well that you have so much time on your hands now to fill. Uh, and all uh, the time is. Yes. Do, do you know what I mean? Yes. And, and you probably yeah yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't realise what I was doing at all. I don't 
I really don't think I I think when you you got in when you're going through something like this you you don't realize how much time it takes up you know first and foremost to look after Ava but then secondly to to talk to people to to, to talk to people such as yourself yeah. to to try and get the message across you know you're we were on the go constantly all the time and now that's now that 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 isn't a that isn't a that isn't there to be done anymore. So there is a lot of time. So yeah, yeah, and, and, uh, and I mentioned that from the perspective of that everybody wondered for all of that time and that battle and that fight and you know where you got all of the energy from and how you drew deep down to find that energy to to keep on going, and and of course you probably hold on to the the fact that you extended your beautiful daughter's life by so long that that possibly would never happened without the fight. Well, well, like the thing about it is, I'm got a bit lost now with that question, actually. But you see, six, I well, might six, have been six, fighting, six, but, six years, yeah. six years, perhaps more, pretty much seizure free from a time mm. when she could have had maybe a couple of dozen seizures a day, and you never knew whether she'd come out of them more. or whether there would be more, uh, more, yeah. more, 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 yeah. or brain yeah. damage. You yeah. know, but anything could have happened. But but you see, the thing about it is, people. People like me, people that have children that have, you know, such such a difficult journey. You may be fighting for them, but you're not fighting half as hard as they're fighting to stay with you. So, you know, that's that's your job. You know, that was my job to get what she needed. And she never gave up and I was never going to give up for her until, you know, until her time came, I suppose that's that's just the way you had to look at it. I think, isn't it? Yeah, you know? do, yeah. Do you do you find peace in the fact that you did as much as you did? You walked to from Ahabulog to the Dáil not once but twice. You went to Spain to obtain legalized cannabis. You got stopped at customs. You went to live in the Hague. You spoke in the Houses of Parliament. And you 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 ticked every box before you eventually got what you deserved from Simon Harris, wasn't it? I know. Yeah, I mean, you know, I always said I had to do everything. I had to try everything, talk to everybody, talk to everyone, do everything I could and know that I had done everything that I could for her. And I did. You did. And I suppose... You can say like that. I I did do that. Oh, you can but absolutely. Then still, but then she, her her time came, you know, and she's still not here. So you can sometimes you can say I did enough, and then more times, even if it may seem irrational, you kind of think perhaps could is there anything else? Is there anywhere else I could? Is there anything else I could have done? But. I don't really think that there is, and but you know, I suppose the the other thing is, and and like, I didn't do it alone. Sure, I didn't. You know, it was all the all the people that helped her. You know, people like you that listened to me and spoke to me and gave me the opportunity to introduce. Ava, to you and to all the other people that listen to your program mm. and without all of those other people that supported us and followed us 
and talked about her and for her, you know, we would have been lost. I think I we think, all, wouldn't I, we? Yeah, I think we all felt as if we were kind of a part of the fight alongside with you. You know, you're your team in the corner or, or, or your backup. You, you know, with them, yeah. I'm, I'm curious because, you know, after you received and after Ava received the medicinal can, medicinal cannabis and things improved dramatically for her, what kind of a, a young girl and you know, she reached teenage years, what, did her personality develop and flourish? Oh, she was the boss. <laughs> <laughs> she was the boss. She she still is the boss, you know. She's still here. Yeah. She's she's everywhere, you know. The thing about Ava, she she didn't have to speak, you know. There wasn't there wasn't a tremendous like that. She she developed a vocabulary, particularly when we were in the Netherlands. The words were coming, you know. Mm. Mm. But but unfortunately. Excuse me, I beg your pardon. They, they they came and went, but she had her priority words, you know. Yeah. And um, if she wanted she, something, she'd let you know. I hear, yeah. <laughs> oh man, she 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 got everything she wanted, and she got it immediately. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, she and did she have. Was, I tell you what, she, she did have an incredible an incredible smile, big beaming smile. Yeah. Yeah. She she was she was funny, and it was it was in the eyes, and she she had. She just had a twinkle. I, Ava, Ava could look right through you, you mm. know. And she, she just, she was just a very. I think she was a very powerful spirit, a very powerful person, you know. And like, it doesn't always have to be the loudest person in the room. That the, you know, that's the way I was thinking about it. After it doesn't have to be the loudest person in the room. Is is the most you know, not even powerful, but the most significant, no, you know? No, 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 she, she was, She was amazing and she was funny and when she laughed, she laughed out loud and, you know, it was, I'm going on now, sorry. But no, you're like, not, because it must have come as a tremendous relief to her as well that, you know, from seizure to seizure and all of the kind of the stress, or I think you, you described it at the time as stress, pain, anxiety and terror. Uh, a lot of that was just parked, wasn't it? And she had an opportunity to maybe to spread her well, wings. She had an opportunity to be herself, you know. And I mean, my God, she loved her school. The the the, the most. I mean, the teach the Martin Clancy and inside in St. Colmans and McCrone and the teachers inside in McCrone. They deserve so much credit, yeah. and I think that. People such as them don't always get the credit that they, that they deserve. But she was so happy inside McCrumman School and she adored being picked up in the morning and Paddy would pick her up and take her in and she would she would enjoy her day and she'd be tired after coming back and she she you know it was the normal things yeah, I think the people yeah, yeah. things that people take for granted but she hadn't had an opportunity was, yeah. beforehand to do she was that was great for you as a mother or indeed as a you know a husband and wife father and mother and and fellow children to see her being able to do things that we all take we all take for granted but but, oh, I, Jesus, but yes, do you know yes, something yes. was it a case that in the back back of your mind that you felt you were always on borrowed time though 
Um, no, because you can't think like that. No, you, you, you because if you if you lived every day thinking that, yes, I mean, the fear is there. Yes, of course, the fear is there, and it would be dishonest to say that you're not. Excuse me. You're not some part of you isn't thinking about that. You know, to some degree, but I think. You very much have to compartmentalise that away, put that put that away and focus on the positive and the achievements and what how things were going because you couldn't survive otherwise. I know. I, I, in, I know. in my opinion anyway. Yeah. But your but but your battle actually opened the floodgates for others to follow afterwards to also be allowed, correct me if I'm wrong, medicinal cannabis for, for their children. Life changing oh medicine. No, so. oh, no, yeah. you, well, you did. The numbers stack yeah, up. I know it, that, it, yeah. it, did, it did happen, and, and it wouldn't have happened without much of the campaigning that you did. You know, I, 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 I mean, like, I, I don't mean to be, um, so I, I don't mean to be, you know, blow my trumpet or anything like that. But it probably wouldn't because there was no knowledge about CBD. There was there was complete confusion about what CBD was at the beginning, or yeah, that yeah. we didn't understand. You know that. Um, you know that we didn't understand the, the the medical the medical improvement that could come from using the CBD and the THC. So, I mean that has definitely changed, hasn't it? Oh yes, without doubt. Yeah, people were a bit fearful, but without without knowledge, you will be fearful. But you showed us the way and showed it for many children afterwards. I I can't help but think that birthdays and, and Christmas will be tough on you all, though, Vera. Undoubtedly. Yeah, yeah, she's she, it's her birthday on Sunday. So Oh dear, I didn't know that. Will you mark will you mark it in a very special way? Is that her fourteenth? We we will, yeah, we will because I don't think it's right to I don't think it's right to sit and cry. I don't think she'd want that. I think I I it's not really clear in my mind what what we'll do, but you know we're going to sit down and we're going to talk about her and all the wonderful things that she did and that who she was, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that it yeah. was her birthday at the weekend and then soon after, of course, of course, Christmas, she probably loved Christmas as well as birthdays. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, sure. Every little girl likes a fuss, you know. <laughs> we, all, we all like a fuss, don't we? We all like mammies and daddies to be looking after us on our special days. We do, we do. So, and, so, so you like, yeah. So you have to show more, more bravery after her passing. It's like as if you're constantly being challenged to show your true strengths. You know. Yeah, yeah, and 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 you know, like you, you, you know, I think you know, it might it might be interesting to hear what other parents would have to say about that after they've lost someone, particularly when they're very young, but kind of. You know, you've got to go out and you've got to keep it together. But there was a there was a relation of mine said to me, you know, kind of you if you go out and you appear completely strong, people would say, Oh, she's grand, she doesn't she's grand yeah. out altogether. Yeah. Yeah. And on the other hand, if you go out and show your vulnerability, people would say, Oh God, she's in an office state, she's a pure wreck. Yeah. So you can't you can't really win. In either direction, so yeah, but, know, you know, know, just do your best. But people, yeah. people would understand, you know, they would not having been through it ourselves. We we would understand that it must be a very very sad time. Um, imagine waking in the morning to realization of it must be one of the hardest parts of any day, 
and maybe the last thing at night must be awful hard also I would think well you 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 you, you would um, you, you would keep turning to I'm st- I still do it like I kind of turn I must check oh you know and I I, I don't have to check now any longer no would there be too many hours in the day for you um I'd like to be doing something more. I would really. I'd like to be doing something more. I'm so sad about the way the issue surrounding medical cannabis has gone. I don't think that it's being discussed at all, really, any longer. Um, but don't you think you've done? Don't you moved. think you've? Don't you think you? Don't you think you've done your part? And then some. Wrote the book and everything for Ava. I mean, what more could you have done? You know, do, do you? Do you feel? Do you feel as if you fell short? You shouldn't if you do. Yes, but people can't get an access to it as easily as they should be able to. I see what you mean. You know, yeah. they, they, they're, they're not getting it in the normal way. It's a medication. It's the same as any other medication. It works. It is of tremendous benefit and it is not being recognised as it should be. Mm. And that is heartbreaking when you put so much of your energy into it and when you know what suffering there is for other people out there, you know. So in spite of your licence for Ava and her ability to get it and use it and improve her life, do you feel, do you feel it should have happened sooner? And are you, are you, are you critical of that? The critical of which? That it didn't happen that, for you sooner. That the quality of her life did, could have been better for longer. Happen, that it didn't happen for Ava sooner? Correct, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, of course I am. Yeah. Oh, without a shadow of a doubt. Oh, absolutely. Because if 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 um, if medical cannabis is introduced earlier into the life of a person, there's less damage done, Neil. There's, there's, there's less harm done. There's less... There's there's less ground to recover. Do you know what I mean? I do know. So, I'm trying to understand what you're saying in the sense of you saying that her passing at the age of 13 may not have happened at that time if she had been if it had no, been I'm available. No, I'm not saying that either. Okay, okay, no, okay. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. No, that's not what I'm saying because unfortunately, Dravet's syndrome is a life limiting condition, and there you you're you're on the clock. That that's 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 a fact. That's a very very sad fact. I know. But what I'm saying is, if you if you had a little child that was introduced to medical cannabis at the age of four or five or earlier, rather than at six or seven or eight, there would be several more years where there'd be less damage done in their formative years mm. for them to have a better quality of life and then you could move forward and see whether, you know, they might have, you know, life may be extended further with the quality of life within that, you know, that that living day to day. She may have had a short life, Ava, but she touched all our hearts and everybody knew of her and everybody knows of you. It was an incredible, it was an incredible achievement by someone so young who fought so hard and so bravely. You should be very proud of her. She was a great girl, yeah, and like, and you know, like uh, it was like when when Seamus when Seamus rang and he said about the, I was so surprised when 
when we opened the Holly Bow and you know like we you know you know the way you do you get the Holly Bow every year like yeah, and, there she was and yeah. Uh, yeah. I hadn't expected they hadn't contacted me about Ava being on the paper at all you know it was it was very it was actually very moving like I I thought you know even though she passed earlier in the year that here we are now at Christmas and that they were thinking of her again you know as a you know, as, as, as what she achieved. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. And we'll think of her now and think of her at her birthday on Sunday and think of her at Christmas. And, I, you know, I think we all we all want you to cope as well, you know, and I hope that you do. I really do. Yeah. You find yeah. peace. Well, you know, we must, we must go on. Yep. All right. Okay. All right, Vera, I know it's not easy. I really do appreciate you taking the call. If I don't no, get... and thank you for, thank you for contacting me because oh, you're it is... It was it was it was too much a number of months ago well, to come I on. And it's very raw. I know. I don't, it's never yeah. a good time, but you know. But all the people that helped her, you know, there's there's people there's people that I would have spoken to, and there's people that I haven't spoken to, and you know, I would just say to each one of those people that cared about Ava that every single person was so deeply appreciated for any part that they played in helping her and helping us because you know it gave us it gave us so many more years you know of you know the privilege of being with her well said Vera look after yourself thanks so much for taking the call regards to you all thanks very much Neil I appreciate appreciate the call thank you so much all the best and happy Christmas and you too for what it means to you good luck to you take care you're listening to the number one talk show in Cork, The Neil Prenderville Show. It's the best in Cork. On Red FM, the voice of Cork. Neil Prenderville, weekdays 9 to midday, Cork's Red FM. Certainly is, text 0868104106. There's music all the way between now and midday tomorrow. Happy to say, honoured to say that we have Dylan Brickley and Corey Power in studio. You guys' uh, feet haven't touched the ground in the last few weeks. It's full on. We've been very busy now, thank God. You've and, been uh, very busy as well, congratulations. Congratulations, I hear a new baby arrived. Yeah, a new baby. She's uh, five weeks old. Her name is Naya Rose, so big shout out to her. And to Chelsea as well. All well? Yeah, all good. Um, every, everyone's doing well, so. Special Christmas, so with a new baby in the house and a song at number one. Yeah, yeah, it's a special <laughs> one for sure. Uh, have you any news, Corey? Anything stirring, stirring now? Uh, just music coming next year. I don't have a baby on the way, so maybe next year. <laughs> the things we talk about off my class, we're chatting here about the merits of a Long Valley sandwich, weren't we? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Savage spot. Great spot. All right, because there's a great buzz on Lee side, guys, and the lads agree with me. But anyway, let's get down to business. Congratulations. We gave it a spin earlier in the week, but it's great to do it live in studio. Uh, there's a big bus gone, of course, at the weekend. We'll talk about that in, in a couple of seconds' time. Good to have the both of you in studio doing a live version of Last Christmas. You ready to go? Ready to go. Rock and roll, guys, in your own time. If I knew you wouldn't be by my side, I don't know how I would get through tonight. All I want is one last Christmas time with you. Watching movies around the fireside Drinking too much wine, your addictive smile All I want is one last Christmas time with you Your bones are getting weak 
struggling to survive Fire in your heart, it's what keeps you alive I look up to the sky, find the reason why This could be your last Christmas To show your loved ones that you care How will you tell them you won't be there? How would I, how would I? If you wanna dance in the snow I keep you warm from the cold Fairy tales and Christmas lights Keep your heart alive You are not alone And I will cherish every year I don't know what I would do If this was my last Christmas with you, baby Give me strength when I need the most Where's your glasses up, let's raise a toast All I want is one last Christmas time with you Singing Christmas songs at 2am at night Fairy tale in New York waiting for daylight All I want is one last Christmas time with you Your bones are getting weak Struggling to survive, the fire in your heart is what keeps you alive. Look up to the sky, find the reason why this could be your last Christmas. To show your loved ones that you care, how will you tell them you won't be there? How would I, how would I? If you wanna dance in the snow, I keep you warm from the cold. Fairy tales and Christmas lights Keep your heart alive You are not alone And I will cherish every year I don't know what I would do If this was my last Christmas with you, baby I never realized How strong you are inside I never realized How strong you are inside If you wanna dance in the snow I keep you warm from the cold Fairy tales and Christmas lights Keep your heart alive You are not alone And I will cherish every year I don't know what I would do If this was my last Christmas with you, baby If 2023 wasn't a great year, 2024 is going to be a big, big year for you guys. It certainly is. Oh, Dylan Brickley and Corey Parr in studio. The video, which I've had a sneak preview of, is highly produced and it goes on your YouTubes tomorrow, right? Yeah, it's going to be out on all platforms tomorrow at uh, six o'clock. And um, it, it was done by One Snap Productions, a fellow called Daryl Ryan. He's really good at what he does. The song was uh, produced by Axel Vapor as well, just to mention. And um, I'd like to say a special thanks to everybody acting in the video. We got Roy, Jennifer, Jessica, Sasha and Shania. Without this family, the video wouldn't have been done. And a uh, special mention to Katrina Toomey oh, as well. is central to the whole video, doesn't she? Katrina. Katrina Toomey played some part in it. What's the... It's, it's a sad old story, isn't it? Someone it's coming out of story, hospital. Yeah. So, um... It's just, it's just uh, trying to reflect on like Christmas time can be a very happy time for a lot of people but it can be a hard time as well and a sad time and it's just about like doing all the precious things at Christmas time with your loved ones so, and it could be your last one so that's what it's about. It's very Using sad. the time and re yeah. realising what's important and what matters. Yeah. So that drops tomorrow. Congratulations, Ellie. Yeah. You've thrown the kitchen sink at it. Lads, thanks so much for giving back. Saturday's a big day, Corey. Will you be part of the bus? Yeah, yes, we'll be uh, starting outside uh, Brong Thomas uh, 
from 10 to 6 and um, we have some great acts coming up um, Andrew Fletcher um, we have Colin Landers we have the High Hopes Choir wow. Katrina and them and we also have Miles Gaffney uh, Stephanie Rainey's going to come in as well which is great some incredible Cork talent yeah and, that, and, and, and it'll be kind of you'll be showcasing their own talents at a set time right across the day yeah. one will take over from yeah. the other to the other so it's uh, mostly like half an hour yeah, set half but then um, yeah. we're, we're delighted you know one thing about Cork is everyone gets together, you know, especially at for something like this, yeah. a great cause. And all the musicians that we have on this list, like they, they are phenomenal musicians. So if you're in town shopping, make sure and come over to Brown Thomas. Regardless of what time you're shopping, you're bound to hit some of the music yeah. because it starts early, 10 a.m. It runs right up until 6. There's 6 a great buzz on Lisa. I think we'd agree with that. It's great yeah. this Christmas and that'll make a huge difference. So that's 10 to 6 on... Brown Thomas, as just outside yeah. Brown Thomas. Outside Brown Thomas. A lovely backdrop of the Brown Thomas windows for you yeah. as well. You, you'll see us. We'll, we'll have big crowds there, and uh, everyone will be singing along in, in the Christmas spirit, no doubt. And all the proceeds going to Penny Dinners. Penny Dinners, of course. Yeah. Well, enjoy it. Enjoy Thank it. You, Congratulations on the single. Congratulations on number one. The video tomorrow and the big busk on Saturday. Yeah. Don't be strangers in 2024, guys. Best of luck. Thanks a million, Neil, and happy Christmas to Ollie. Happy Take Christmas care. to all you guys as well. Two real stars, and 2024 is going to rise them to even higher. Heights, Dylan Brickley and Corey Power. Text 0868104106. We're back after 10. Thank you. Cork's number one talk show, The Neil Prendeville Show on Red FM. Lots of lovely texts following my uh, very personal conversation this morning, very much from the heart with uh, Vera Toomey. It's unforgettable the way Vera and Ava were treated by the Irish government, sending the Barry family lots of love this Christmas, Neil. Oh my God, Neil, the poor woman, what she has done for that child. She should be so proud of herself. And there are many like that. Anthony says, some mother's love knows no bounds. And the extremes Vera went to just had no bounds. An amazing woman whose legacy may help many people in the situation they found themselves in in the future. I wish her the very best. Eddie says, it's awful that Ava passed and that her parents did all that they could to better her life. But also, I do not think cannabis is for all types of epilepsy. It works for some. I had a severe type for myself from birth to adulthood and no drugs were suitable. If anything... They, they did more harm than good. Surgery did work, and I'm very grateful for that. I'm happy that your life turned around, Eddie, to, to each his own, I suppose, and we all have our own paths and journey to take. Vera is an unbelievable woman. Her dedication to her child was inspirational. May your beautiful daughter rest in peace. You also woke a lot of people up to cannabis treatment. Ava was a beautiful young girl and was always surrounded by the best love and care from her wonderful family. And there's many more like these. Just one or two more. I'm forever grateful to Vera what she did getting cannabis legally prescribed here in Ireland. I was aware of the campaign when it was happening, but I've since had a daughter with uncontrolled epilepsy, says Michelle in Carrigaline. I was sorry to hear of the passing of Ava this year, one thing I've learned on this journey is the depths that a parent will go to to ensure their child gets access to what they need. It's indescribable. Happy Christmas to Vera for what it means to them and to all of their family. Best wishes, says Michelle. Just two or three more. In 2023, and CBD is still treated this way, I met Vera years ago and I witnessed a letter signed by Simon Harris saying that medical cannabis was going to be legal in two years. That was back in 2014. Um, we have a useless bunch of detached millionaires running the country into the ground. Great memories of my friend Ava. I will never forget our bond, says Antoinette Philpot. Ava's escort with Paddy to St. Coleman's School in McCroom. And thank you, Antoinette, for doing all that you did as well. 
for Ava. And a final one. It's very sad to hear about little Ava's passing. Vera did everything she possibly could for her child while the government made her jump through hoops just so that she could bring comfort to her poor daughter. This government took this woman's precious time and the time of many more parents from their children while fighting for the legislation for medicinal cannabis. Shame again on these useless people. Condolences to Vera and her family on the passing of little Ava and our prayers are with them. Uh, thank you all for those lovely tributes and kind words. I know it'll mean an awful lot to the family. Text 0868 uh, Back after the break with lots of things all around the Christmas season, whether it's here on Leaside or to those that are overseas. And I'll talk with more overseas again and more shout outs for loved ones in the four corners of the globe. But there's a quick one here from Declan Megan, actually. It's going to be his first Christmas in Connecticut in the USA. Spent 22 years, so he did, working for Bus Aaron, driving various routes. But in the last six years, it was the 206 route to Grange that Declan drove. He says, I wonder if I could ask you to wish all my ex-workmates in Bus Aaron, Capwell, and especially the guys driving the 206 route, a very happy Christmas. And also to you and all of your listeners, says Declan Megan, who is now relocated and spends his first Christmas in Connecticut this year, but thinking everybody back home, particularly his work colleagues at Bus Aaron. Back after the break. You're listening to Court's number one talk show. I just think he's a brilliant interviewer. The Neil Prenderville Show on Court's Red FM. Get it off your chest. Call Neil Prenderville now on 0818-104-106. Red FM. Hello. Howdy doody, is that Michael O'Neill in Auckland, New Zealand? Correct, speaking. Right. Yeah, good stuff. You had to you had to kind of pause and work out if it was you for a second. It's Neil calling from Red <laughs> FM in Cork. How are you doing, Michael? Good morning to you. Oh, hi. Hi, Neil. I'm doing well, uh, bright and early over here. Yeah, you're good. you got a day's work ahead of you, working as an accountant, I believe. Before you head off, though, uh, yeah, well, Shane, Shane Quinn got in touch with me, sent me uh, details asking would I send you out a paddy box hamper. So, um, can I ask you, did it arrive yet? It is arriving on Friday. How I do you believe, know? This Friday, so did a you, couple more days. Oh, did you get a notification that it was on the way? Yeah, yeah, I got a notification that's oh, on the way. Oh, yeah. fantastic. So you're looking forward to all yes. the cork goodies then, yeah? <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, Shane gave me a little heads up. Well, he was asking me some random questions, so he's, he's not really good at surprises, is there, Shane? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, well, I don't know what you're missing from home or what you can and can't get in Auckland, New Zealand, but it's chock full of goodies. So what's the story? What are you there, 10 years now? Yeah, yeah, I've, I've I've been in New Zealand ten years, um, and yeah, I've been with the same company that I work with here, Zero, for about ten years too. Yeah, why chose New Zealand? I mean, you couldn't get further away, for God's sake. <laughs> yeah, my mother wasn't happy with that decision. <laughs> I can tell you that much. Um, it, it was either New Zealand or Canada, and. Um, the weather in New Zealand kind of drew me. Yeah, drew me I know. The win- well, the Canadian winters can be quite harsh, whereas they're probably not harsh in New Zealand at all. It's probably lovely all year round, is it? Yeah, it's it, it's not like Australia where it is quite hot all year round, but we don't get freezing temperatures yeah. in Auckland yeah. where I where I'm best. Yeah. So mammies are never happy when their sons or daughters leave home, <laughs> but New Zealand is a fair trek. Do you get back at all? 
Um, I, I, I'd say now, if I was to think about it, like I was back this year from my grandmother passing and oh, yeah, um, yeah. living this far away is, is yeah, li- living this far away, it's definitely tough. Like it takes about 30 hours, I'd say, to get home. It's a haul, um, yeah. And then, yeah, and then before that, it was way before COVID was the last time I was home. Yeah, I know. And yeah, kind of... Yeah. yeah, yeah, both times for for funerals and um, yeah, unforeseen circumstances. Too, Sadly, yeah. when you're away from home like that, the call of funerals is something that you must answer. Of course, I think you were planning to come home this Christmas, but when your nan passed away, sadly, Christmas had to yeah. be put on the back foot, and you had to get back for that. Priorities, man, priorities. But that they say that's the kind of person you are. Shane describes you as the nicest, most genuine, most caring person he ever met. Did you guys grow up together in Balafihan? Um, yeah, so um, I am in Balafian. Shane lives in Toker, and we um, met going to school in Cloister Treasury. Yeah. So um, we've been friends for quite a long time, and he's asked me to be his best man in his wedding next year too. So oh my I'll god, be, that's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, very, very close friends. Another lovely words from Shane. But yeah, I, very, very good friend. Someone that you can always rely on as well, Shane. So are you are you looking forward to being his best man or are you petrified about the event? <laughs> I'd say if you were going to ask Shane the same question, he's petrified of having me as his best man. <laughs> um, I, I'm... I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's always been something that we kind of joked about that we would be best men for each other, and um, yeah, it's, it's it's great that I get to do it for and you're working, Shane and Samantha. Are you, are you working on well, congratulations to Shane and Samantha. But are you working on the best man speech? Um, Neil, I'm a bit of a last minute kind of preparer, so <laughs> I'd be lying. I'd be lying if I said I've started it. Um, but yeah, I've I've got until June uh, June next year. That's to, to right. Work but don't put. Actually, you know what? A few months ago, I spoke to a guy who makes a living writing speeches, whether they're wedding speeches or best man speeches. You bung him a couple of hundred bucks, and he writes it for you. <laughs> Oh, okay, all right. And I, I, I suppose ChatGBT as well would help you yeah. these days well, too. And everything. Yeah, yeah, I knew an, I knew the accountant would come out in you. You'd go for a cheaper option, typical. <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course, always. I'm still Irish, even though I'm living all the way over yeah, here. Yeah, well, so. you know, and added to the fact you're also an accountant with a personality and a sense of humour, which is another plus. <laughs> Do you, get, do, you get, oh, too good. do you get a lot of those accountant jokes, I wonder, do you? <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's funny because I, I work for an accountant software company, but myself, I do work a lot with people yeah. rather than the accounting side of it. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I do get a lot of jokes like, oh, you've got a great personality <laughs> for working for an accounting firm. <laughs> so tell me, what do you do with your downtime then? What do you do for leisure time? Um, obviously travel <laughs> being this far away I see I see a lot of New Zealand I really enjoy it and I'm big into sports so I'm a Man United fan and although the time difference is, isn't helpful and I suppose this this season it's kind of good that I can't watch them all live um, yeah. but yeah I really do love uh, connecting as well with friends and family and trying to find a good point of Guinness around Cork around Auckland to compare it back to Cork really yeah well in New Zealand I suppose you should be roasting lamb and drinking red wine or Sauvignon Blanc or whatever it is they drink Sauvignon was it uh, it is oh, Sauvignon yeah. Blanc is the big one down there isn't it yeah and uh, red for red it would be like a, a Shiraz or a Syrah um, down this side of the world but definitely on Christmas Day the barbecue 
queue will be gone and there'll be, there'll be drinks flowing. So has it been like 10 years of barbecues at Christmas time? Surely, be the God, you're fed up with that now. Do you, not, do you not get, does anybody not rustle up a turkey and a ham and a bit of spiced beef? No, a few roast buds. <laughs> I, I definitely miss the spiced beef, funnily enough. Yeah, T- turkey and ham does does uh, make it to the table, but not the spiced beef and uh, yeah, the roast buds, you know. My mom's roast buds is definitely something that you miss yeah. on the Christmas day. You know, when you, talk, when you talk about family, I did hear that because of you, a lot of your family actually are alive to tell the tale of a very traumatic event in the family years back when the house went on fire. Is, is that right, Michael? Yeah, that that would be quite a while back. Again, this is Shane talking a lot about me. But I, um, so I've been in New Zealand ten years, so it would be a, a few years prior. Um, it was kind of coming up to Christmas as well, and the, the house caught on fire. And it was uh, at the time in the house, it was me, my dad, and my two brothers. And so yeah, the house caught on fire, and I I'm a very deep sleeper. But that night, I woke up and. Yeah, was able to get um, everybody out out the front window in our down in our downstairs uh, on the ground floor and got us out and then got us to our neighbours. Actually, to my grandparents' granny flat at the back, got us in there and we kind of called the fire brigade and the ambulance and stuff from there. But yeah, we're very lucky to have woken up. Very lucky! Very what an heroic <laughs> achievement on your behalf because I believe one of your brothers is wheelchair bound and that must have been difficult and. You, you know, yeah. you'd panic and you'd get disorientated, but you got it done. Yeah, yeah, it was weird. You kind of, yeah, I kind of just snapped into motion, really. I kind of just got everybody waking up, kind of shouted at him. And then I knew Kean like the way we were getting him out of the window, I couldn't bring his wheelchair. So I just had to carry him. But luckily enough, he won't mind me saying it. He was a little lighter back then. And <laughs> so I was able to carry him. <laughs> you'll, pay for, you'll pay for that remark, I can tell you, some stage in the future. <laughs> did they manage, to, did you guys rebuild the house then and everything or was it totaled or what? Um, so we, yeah, we, we, we had to move out for about two two to three months uh, over Christmas time but um, my grandmother's actual really good friend Siobhan she let us move into her house and she moved in with her daughter so we moved out while they needed to redo the house so the fire damage itself was limited to the kitchen but the smoke damage destroyed the house really all oh the clothes and everything okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, well that's yeah. The, that's confined to history now thank God sadly your nan passed away yeah. it sounds to me as if you were very close to her was that your mother's mum? Yeah, my mother's mom. Yeah, my nan and granddad actually. Um, we're, we're we're from kind of Conley Road, Balafian, and um, they, they've always lived in that house, and they kind of lived in a little granny flat attached to it. So I always grew up with yeah, them around. Yeah, um, yeah, always, yeah, always sneaking in there for extra food if my mom wasn't giving it to me. You know, the desserts and the sweets and stuff like that. So yeah, it was <laughs> well, nans great and granddads are there to spoil you. But listen, it won't be long now before June rattles around and you'll be reunited with everybody again on Leaside. Yeah, 100%. I can't wait for it. Um, obviously, coming home in February, it was a bit of a change from the summer of Auckland to the winter. Um, but hopefully, the weather's a little better in May, June, ah, when I'm yeah, coming around. Yeah, hopefully. really looking hopefully. forward We're to well it. overdue a good summer, man. We're well overdue it. So hopefully, <laughs> you'll bring the sunshine with you. Well, when that patty box arrives, it's going to be full of all sorts of goodies. Your cheese and onion crisps and your Barry's tea and your tenora and Cadbury's chocolates and all sorts of things. I don't know whether you're up for sharing it. Have your pals down there that could break into the box with you? 
Um, I, 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 I might share with them if they're lucky, but some of those stuff that you'd rattled off there would go down well myself. So um, <laughs> I, I, I'll see. I, I might. I'm feeling generous. It's precious cargo, isn't it, when you're away from home? It is definitely a hundred percent. It is. It's just the comforts of home, kind of. When when you do think of it, yeah. But do you have a lo- but do you have a local pub where you could get a full Irish pint of stout and oh. you know stop a bag of crisps and anything like that down there? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of. There's a big Irish community in Auckland. There's a big Irish community. I think anywhere you you'd go in the world, but there's a lot of good pubs and definitely a good pub a pub or two to grab a full Irish or a Sunday roast and a couple of pints and yeah Here, I don't feel so bad for you I'm envious of you you've all done in the weather too well well, listen all, I, all that's left for me to tell you is have a great Christmas uh, don't work too hard the last few days before the break um, we've done a couple of we've done a couple of mentions of family already but I suppose a big general all round shout out to everybody who knows you on the south side I suppose is it? Yeah 100% yeah shout out to Shane obviously and Samantha getting married Next year, really looking forward to coming home to that. And then, obviously, my family, O'Neill's um, on Conley Road. My two brothers, Adam and Kean, their partners. And then my mom and dad, Maria and Paul. Well, big, listen, big pleasure talking to you. Look after yourself and uh, won't be long before you'll be back on Side with your family and friends. Happy Christmas to you. Merry Christmas, Neil. Thanks for the call. All the best. Bye-bye. Met my own lover in the grocery store. That's just a classic, I think. Um, that's another one of my top five all-time Christmas songs. Hope you enjoyed it. Rather selfish of me, some might say. Dan Fogelberg's Old Lang Syne. I think it's a cracker. She said she'd married her an architect who kept her warm and safe and dry. I love that line. Great song. Uh, text 0868104106. Pick up the phone on 0818104106. Lots to do as we continue to count down to the big day. The number one talk show in Cork. If it's happening in Cork, Neil is talking about it. The Neil Prendeville Show on Red FM. Get it off your chest. Text the Neil Brinderville Show now. 086-8104-106. All year round, we hear great stories of people's kindness and generosity and thinking of others. But at Christmas time, of course, we think even more about that. And I love getting these kind of stories. It just warms the cockles of my heart. I heard a lovely one this morning. Rather than me read out the text, uh, let's get those involved in telling the story themselves. Dave O'Connor is the governor of Bossman at Suit Distributors. Morning, doctor. Good morning, Neil Prenderville. Good morning. How are you this morning? I'm well this morning, and I'm even feeling better now because your tailor, who I know, Mr. Ali, was coming to work this morning. So this story started where? Round about the lower road, was it? So basically, he was coming to work yesterday morning. Yesterday, my apologies. At 8.20, and he got the bus from the train station in the lower Gandmire Road, and he got off the bus in Forge Hill, the bus, when he got on, was packed with people going to work. And around 12 o'clock, he noticed that his wallet was missing from his pocket because he had to go with his leave card when he got on the bus yeah. to pay for the bus. Yeah. And he came in to me in, in tears because that was his money for his Christmas presents. And his visa card and his driving license was, on the, was in the wallet as well. Oh, my God. And... Um, we then rang Bus Aaron, but we got into a call centre, I think it was Dublin, and so we were all, you know, shattered, like, and disappointed and sad. And three o'clock, this guy walks in, 
with a bus here in uniform on him, um, probably the driver, and he handed in the wallet to, 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 to the young girl above. We didn't get his name. What? That sounds very unlike you. You'd get, you'd get every single bit of information out of anybody. You, how'd you miss that? <laughs> no, because at the time we were very busy with weddings above, you know, yeah. and doing alterations and getting yeah. things ready for New Year for the weddings. And he handed it to a young girl. He went away straight away. Oh, that's and a pity. Because on another day you'd have sold him a suit. But anyway, so anyway, you didn't get you didn't get his name. He exactly. was gone. And a pair of shoes as well. You would have sold him his shoes and a shirt before he got anywhere near the front door. <laughs> that's right, yeah. But um, so you know, like we, we're blown away by his honesty and his kindness. What was and, in the wallet, you know, Dave? I mean, Do you mind me asking? I mean, don't mean to pry, but I know it was a substantial amount of money. It's all his Christmas spending. Yeah, there was 600 euros cash aside in the envelope. Oh, my God. And there was first presents for Christmas oh and his visa card and driving licence. Isn't that and awesome? It's, you know, it's like, it's a fantastic story. I mean, there wasn't, you know, everything was exactly what he left in the wallet. So, Neil, I'm, appe- I'm appealing to you this morning to try and track down the driver because we want to dress him above for Christmas free for his honesty and his generosity and his kindness and you know we want to say thank you to him for making Mr Ali's Christmas above so Mr. wonderful yeah, and absolutely all Mr Ali must have dropped it when he was getting the wa- the wallet out and the leap card out and a busy busy yeah. bus nobody would have seen it but the driver obviously twigged or maybe maybe it was a passenger gave it to the driver I don't know but whoever did we need to track down the bus it's the 2.25 yeah, yesterday morning that's right, around eight twenty from the Glanmire, um from the bus off from the train station near Glanmire. And you know, it's it's a fantastic story about kindness and about Christmas, about giving. And we're just blown away by the honesty, you know. Unbelievable. I love those kind of stories. It would be great to you know, find him because you want to dress him, get him a new suit, pair of shoes, nice jacket, whoever needs. Um yeah, continents of of uh, suit distributors well done well done and um, you know we're just as I said there we're just can't believe his honesty and his generosity you know and, and that's it time to come up and give back the wallet absolutely and left no details didn't want any accolades no. just left it and left no. it left the wallet and headed off okay let's let's do our best to find that driver from the 225 yesterday morning um, somebody's I, bound yes, to know you might as well just to let you know as well, Neil, sorry I've gotten across it here, is that um, we want to thank you for your help there with the Teddy McCarthy shirt that we did for Christmas, you know? Oh, there's and a there's a phone set up for a statue for Teddy Mac, isn't there? That's right, yeah. Well done, and some Dave. of the money from the shirt is going to this to the statue, you know? Fair play to you, fair play. And our first batch has been sold out. And we've a list of names because our second batch is coming in today at three o'clock. All right. Well, anybody that's on that list will get a nice Christmas gift of a Teddy Mac shirt yeah. and a lot of the proceeds going to the statue. Listen, I, I'll be back to you if and when I hear and find who that driver was. All right, Dave? Neil, many thanks. All right, my friend. Thank you for all your, uh, to all your listeners for all the support throughout the year and your kindness. Look thank after you. yourself. Talk to you later on. We're looking for whoever was driving that 225 bus yesterday morning, Lower Grandmire Road, um, took him all the way to in and around the Frankfield area. Mr. Ali's wallet was returned then later in the day and there was a lot of money in it and it was for all his Christmas presents. I love those kind of stories of kindness and generosity. Text 086-8104-106 if you can help. It's that time of the year again. I was inside in town on Friday evening and uh, the boys and girls are sharing we're out 
They had their yellow jackets on. They were carrying their, uh, it's either cash or tap again this year, which is great for people that don't carry cash around. And everybody was in great form. We got 2,000 students out for share this year, 22 different schools right across the city and county. And as kind of annually, it's a tradition now, always one and two, one or two of the, uh, those involved in share uh, uh, pop into the studio to say good morning and say hello. And this year is no exception. And we have Andrew Maugham from Prez and Moraid Moore from Christ the King. Welcome, both of you. Thanks for taking the time. Moraid, how's it going for you? Enjoying it? Yeah, it's great. Um, we're out there every day. So just collecting and it's a great thing to do. And you make so many friends while doing it. Yeah, so I know. It's really enjoyable. I know. And, and uh, have you got a shift? How long does the shift run? Um, well, for the... People in the bibs, it's four hours and they do it from half nine to half one and then half one to half five. But for us in the yellow jackets, we're out there all day. What's the difference between a jacket and a bib then? So the people in the bibs are not part of the executive and then the people in the jacket are part of the executive team. And we, usually the people in the bibs are fourth years and they just go out and collect. Whereas people in the executive they're involved in a lot more so like we visit um, the elderly that we're helping yes, every week be, yeah I'm going to be talking more about that you actually go out and you sit with them and chat with them and yeah. they look forward to your visits yeah they do um, you bond with them really and make friends what good. do you enjoy about those visits is it their life story yeah they have so much to say like because they've lived like long lives and yeah. they tell us about like different stories from when they were younger like what's changed, like diff- just different stuff like that. I know, and many of them, of course, Andrew, are living in those beautiful homes that share over the past, I don't know, since what, it's 53 years of share now, yeah. have built and provided for the elderly, right? Yeah, we have. Um, so share started in 1970. It was founded by Brother Jerome Kelly, the then principal of Prez, yeah. and a group of about 15, 12 Prez students. They fasted for 24 hours, no food or water. They were, we had our opening of the crib on Friday and we were lucky enough to meet some of them. Um, brilliant and, to see they, them come back. It was back. brilliant to see them wow. come back. They were telling us the stories about how the fast has changed. Like for them, they didn't have any food or water. But now we have, so we have 27 fasters. We have three each day instead of 15 at one point. We have 27. They fast no food for the day. They still allowed water, but they have no food. It, it, it is tough for a 17-year-old to do that. Have you done it? I haven't. I'm type 1 diabetic, so I can't. All right. Are I, you going to do it? No, I can't either. But um, we have... I, I know a few people yeah. that did over the years. Yeah, and no, after my, 24 hours, it's either they, they leg it to McDonald's or yeah. they leg it for the biggest, hottest piping pizza they can find. <laughs> yeah, no, um, my vice chairman, Dara O'Brien, he did it on Monday with uh, Brian O'Leary, I heard PR and Eilish. She um, is also our executive. And we went, they went to Nando's after, straight into Nando's <laughs> for, a bit of, for a bit of food. And uh, every day now after... The, demolished after, it, I Yeah, think. demolished it. They were starving. So what, what we're doing now every night is we let the fasters choose where we have dinner each night. So I say we've been in McDonald's and Winthrop Street every day now for the past week. <laughs> they should be feeding you for free inside McDonald's. You know that. There's no share kids should be charged to eat food after a fast. But do you enjoy going out then also and meeting those that you look after? I and absolutely with? love it. I'm so we do visitations. I'm the chairman, so I organise. I, I I also obviously have a team behind me, but I organise the visitations and um, the groups. So we have six visitation centres. We do. I'm up in Mount St Joseph's, which is up at the top of Blarney Street, the yeah. biggest hill in Cork. It is massive to to climb up there every Wednesday. <laughs> it's an effort, um, especially in the rain and the wind, but it's definitely worth it. 
Um, so what we normally do is we normally chat with our residents and we play games we play headbands they taught us how to play 45 we taught them how to play Uno and <laughs> they are way better at Uno poker. than us <laughs> <laughs> poker yeah um, and really the chat goes a long way it does um, yeah, yeah, yeah. like one, one of the days it was lashing rain and we went up anyways um, and when we were leaving one of our residents Anne said to us that it makes her smile every week seeing us and it makes her day and like we knew why we were doing share already to help people but that really put it in the forefront of our minds yeah, that how yeah. much we are helping these yeah. people and you guys know as well don't you that when you finish this year there will be another crew who are going to come along and do it next year and you'll yeah. hand on the legacy that's lovely that is what's unique I suppose about share is that with some with other organisations it's the same people for years but for share it's a new crew every year every year, year. and yeah. it kind of it brings a bit of variety into it. Yeah. There's different ideas and different ideology about it. And of course, all of the proceeds then, Moraid, year after year, go to provide those services and daycare and also, what is it, like 140 housing units built by Share over the years and still more to come? Yeah, there's seven complexes around the city um, and it allows them to like live independently, but like the support is also there that they need. And yeah, we go visit them in those complexes then and... It's a, yeah, that's where the money goes. Well, fair play to you. I know there was a big annual share Christmas dinner took place at, was it the Brother Jerome Daycare Centre? Yeah. yeah. Sure, were you there? Yeah. Yeah, we were. We were there as well. And I want to play some audio of the people that you help every single day of every week. So it's an incredible thing. So it's I love the fact that it's cash on tap this year. Yeah. Because cash is becoming... <laughs> we're catching everyone this year. Yeah. So, so people come up and say, no cash, well, we have card as well now. Ah, <laughs> we've got plan B. And the crib is looking good. Yeah, um, it's brilliant. We were up there, the opening of the crib opened by um, Lord Mayor Councillor Kieran McCarthy and Bishop Fintan Gavin and Bishop Paul Colton. And myself, we all gave speeches... And then we took pictures. It was a lovely occasion. And the first uh, brigade, first brigade army band played there as well. It was fabulous. It was yeah, a yeah, magical it was evening. Fabulous. And it was magical as well to see you guys in action on Friday night with all of the carols singing. It was beautiful, wasn't it? Um, looking forward to Christmas, I hope, both of you. You looking yeah, forward to yeah. Christmas? Yeah, definitely. definitely. Yeah. I haven't gotten my Santa list sorted now yet. I have to do that now. <laughs> He's a bit late, isn't he? <laughs> Christ the King girls are a lot faster off that I'd say are they? Oh yeah <laughs> definitely Well listen it's great to see you both thank you so much for coming in I'll let you get back to it you're a credit to your schools you and the 2,000 others who will be doing the share gigs from 22 schools right across look out for the yellow jackets and the yellow bibs because there is a difference so thank you both it's good to catch up with you uh, look after yourselves appreciate it um, Andrew uh, spoke so well and uh, we will also do some work with regards to the uh, share Christmas dinner that uh, Claire attended the other day thanks Andrew and thanks Moraid text 0868104106 great to see you The Neil Prenderville Show Cork's number one talk show Pure Cork on Red FM I told you the story about 15 minutes ago of the 205 bus and Mr Ali who was the tailor at Suit Distributors the 225 bus sorry about that he's the tailor at Suit Distributors and lost his wallet on the bus there was 600 euro cash in it his credit cards all sorts of things driving license the lot you would think that it's gone on a busy bus but unfortunately, um, he was very, very upset about it and reported it to Capwell. And we were hoping to try and track down uh, the bus driver who came across it and brought it back up. And I have to tell you, we seem to have found that bus driver, that very kind, generous and honest man, Rob McSweeney. Rob, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you? Ah, fair play to you. You're well reared, my friend. Well done for your honesty. What, when did you notice it? How did it happen? Um, well... To be honest, when I was when I was driving my bus yesterday, I stopped at the bus stop at Bull McCabe's to leave passengers disembark the bus. Yeah, and as I 
took off again. There was another passenger actually came up and handed me the wallet. Well, I knew there might be a passenger involved. Brilliant. Go ahead. Yeah. So I um, I drove up to the airport, pulled into my stop, opened the wallet so I could see an ID so that when I was coming back into town that if he was waiting at the opposite side of the road for me, then I'd be able to ID that it was his, his wallet and then give it back to him. But... That wasn't the case. So when I got back into the bus station, um, I went into the inspector's office, told him what bus I was on, the time it was found, and they put it into the safe then. And I only just wanted to get back to the, to the owner so he could have a great Christmas for... For his family, and is there a j- is there a j- okay. yeah? Well, it was six hundred. It was a lot of money. It was all his Christmas savings for all his shopping. And he's a lovely man, Mister Ali. I've met him a couple of times up there. He's a great tailor. Jason Flavin's involved in this as well. Is he Rob in some way? Yeah, um, Jason actually rang me uh, yesterday afternoon. Um, I believe Jason is um, friends with somebody in two distributors, and he rang me just to make make sure that it was that I was the driver that was after yeah finding the wallet. Um, but yeah, Jason is, Jason is one of our um, union reps here in Cork. Does he drive a bus as well? Oh, he does. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Did he? Did he? Did you drop the wallet in, or did Jason drop the wallet in? I I dropped the wallet into Parnell Place, the inspector's yeah. office, yeah. and I would assume then that Jason dropped it to. <laughs> he did. Uh, so yeah. So and 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 the passenger. Any idea who that was? Very kind, honest passenger. Handed it up to you. Uh, I don't. I know he was um, male. Fair um, play, fair play. I, I, I don't know his name, to be honest with you. Great story. Anyway, listen to me. Thank you. I understand exactly what happened yesterday morning. Dave O'Connor is the owner of Suit Distributors, joins me by phone. We found more than one person for you, Dave. We found Rob, who was driving the bus, Jason, who dropped it into Suit Distributors, and possibly, possibly we might be able to find the passenger that handed him in, handed the, the wallet in. Yeah, so um, you, wanted to, you wanted to address one person. I don't know what you're going to do now. So what I'm going to do there, Neil, is that first of all, it's that I'm delighted and thrilled that Rob has made contact. Yeah. And thank you to Jason as well. And it's, I, you know, my own, um, I'm absolutely delighted and thrilled because um, my own grandfather worked in CIE over 80 years ago. He was a coach builder. Wow. And he worked with, you know, Dino Cregan? Yeah, absolutely. Dino Cregan yeah, yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. So it's particularly an honour for me to look after Rob and Jason. And we'll dress the two of them for Christmas free of cost. Oh, my God. You look like a box of chocolates. Rob, you're going to be dressed by suit distributors. And please let Jason know as well, will you? And will do. Thanks if very much, Dave. If comes forward, who handed the wallet up, we'll dress him as well. <laughs> okay. It's like, one for, every- on. it's like it's one for everyone on the bus. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we'll dress the whole exactly, bus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the whole bus, All yeah. right. Well, listen, Rob, well, get in I'm touch to Jason and let him know and get yourself measured up for some new clobber at Suit Distributors. Well done. Thanks for being part of it. Will do. Thanks a million, Elan. Thanks, Dave, very much. Thanks a million, Rob. Thank you. And Jason as well. All the All best, right. lads. Take care. I love when a story comes together like that. And that one certainly did. And a shout out as well to whoever the passenger was. Uh, well done for handing in the wallet. It made a huge difference. Mr. Ali's savings for Christmas have been restored and returned. Text 0868104106 for all of the business. In studio this morning, we have uh, Goldfish Syndrome. We're going to play a couple of tunes for us. Two East Cork brothers, James and Anthony Walsh. And it's great to see my old pal Owen Jordan back with the bazooki. So nice to be back, Owen. Lovely to be back. All right, pal. So what are you going to do morning? Who's who's in charge of the talkie bits? Is it James? 
Yeah, a bit, yeah. Yeah, a bit. And the stipple in. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to do two. Yeah. We're going to do one of your own and then yeah. maybe a Christmas classic. Yeah, yeah. I saw some great videos of you guys online. You do a brilliant song uh, called The Four-Faced Liar with a cracking video. Thanks very much, yeah. Yeah, we did that a few years back and... Um, we uh, we were delighted with the song actually. You played on it too, it didn't is. you? Yeah, Owen's kind of like a fifth member of the band. But um, yeah, and Paddy O'Shea there, he's great uh, video guy. He's, he did video for us. He, he's done a few videos. Video is really that. important. Yeah, you can check out all yeah. your different yeah. videos online. Yeah. Things go from strength great. to strength. Thanks for that, yeah. Not at all, yeah. man. So you bring in the great Owen, Owen Jordan when you need the extra yeah, bit exactly. of polish. Yeah, exactly. A little bit of you know, <laughs> <laughs> extra bit of dust. Yeah. All right, enough of this male fool acting. What are you going to play for us? Uh, the first song we're going to play is one uh, we wrote. Um, a couple of years back called The Ballad of Christmas Day and uh, yeah so it's uh, original Christmas an accidental Christmas song um, so uh, about about Christmas Day yeah a so one let's two a one two three four Bells on the street, children meet. Look what I got, Christmas Eve. And the old men they stand with a glass inside their hand, smoke a fire, put it out. Ain't that what it's all about? It's Christmas Day. From Hollyhead, London town, down the crown, there it's just a day. And to all those abroad, don't be crying in your spirits when the bands start to play the fairy tale of New York City. It's Christmas Day. What's life without a dream? 
Christmas Day Jordan on the bazooki. Not to Christmas. We found the big box. You found the big box. Is that a story about your brother? Yeah, he um, he 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 lives in London and he's lived there for a long time at this stage now. And uh, there was very bad storms. You might remember it's a good few years back now. Yeah. And uh, he he basically didn't make the boat, so he was stuck over there. But uh, yeah, so that was one of the reasons that that the, came into the song and. Um, He's actually staying over there this Christmas now as well, so he must have liked it. <laughs> he must have actually liked staying over there, maybe. Um, and he'll be back on the 28th, so he works on the railways over there. Is that family so, time, so yeah. he is a good one. Yeah. I really do. Beautiful so, song, so, great yeah. song, well structured, well done. Uh, can I squeeze a second one out of you, maybe, yeah, I'd uh, say maybe could. a cover? Yeah, this okay. is going to ruin Owen's um, street credibility here now, but... Uh, <laughs> You know, credibility will be shot we're, we're after paying him huge money to be here today. Yeah, so. yeah. Asking Owen Jordan to play anything by a pop band like Wham yeah. just yeah. sticks yeah. in the craw, does it? Yeah, exactly. You know, but uh, he'll, he'll have to suck it up, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so this is um, a song uh, by Wham. Yeah, so I think you probably know it. We'll probably um, you know shorten it a little bit because uh, it, it is quite long. And uh, I hope if there's any real Wham aficionados out there, they won't be. I'm yeah. sure you do it credit, not just here, but also in uh, Crowley's Music Shop tomorrow. You're doing a gig there tomorrow. Actually, yeah? correct, yeah. We're playing uh, tomorrow, the three of us, and uh, our friend Kieran O'Donovan, who plays in the band, uh, will be with us as well. And we're playing uh, the Ballad of Christmas Day. Thanks to Sheena for asking us to come in and play the ballad, uh, the Christmas song. And uh, we might give this one a, a spin as well inside in Crowley's and Sheena's Go place. For it, yeah. Man. So okay, well, in the spirit of Christmas. Yeah. In spite of Owen Jordan's objections, let's hear it. <laughs> Thanks a million, sir. So I better start today's list. All fish then. I keep my 
Like that. that really works. <laughs> well done, guys. Listen, I totally enjoyed that. I'm quite sure everybody listening did as well. Goldfish syndrome. Uh, a lot of gigs coming over Christmas. I know Crowley's tomorrow. Are you doing yeah, we're doing Crowley's tomorrow, and uh, we're all kind of playing with different groups. Uh, really, we haven't probably done a, a gig as uh, our own band in a while and the Christmas song gets us out I suppose uh, once a year to, <laughs> to show that we're still alive, still alive um, but uh, I'm playing a few gigs with a few friends of mine there in a band called Kesh uh, over Christmas and um, another friend of mine Jason Perry so I'll be busy enough on well, you've I got hope. a gig haven't you tonight yeah. Uh, I, yeah I'm playing in Cove actually tonight in the Paddock's Bar in Cove that's a good one so if anyone's down there and fancies Get in there. A, a bazooki. And Anthony is actually playing with a choir, believe it or not. So uh, who's your choir? Yeah, uh, this weekend, though, this weekend we're in St. Helens and Blarney on Sunday night, Midnight Mass. Good stuff. Oh, that'll be special, yeah, won't it, Midnight Mass? Yeah, that'll be special. Well, listen, guys, thanks for coming in. Great to see you. And thank you for entertaining us this morning. Goldfish Syndrome with uh, uh, the two brothers, James and Anthony and Owen on bazooki. I also want to say thanks, guys. Happy Christmas. Thanks, Willie, Neil. I'll leave you the CD there. Look, the single. Oh, looking forward There's only to three that. left. You have one of them. So oh, there you go. I'm honoured. Thank you. <laughs> Owen Hennessy and live music promotions are very good to us all year, all through 2023, bringing in and providing uh, Cork artists to entertain us every single Friday. I hope we continue that relationship in 2024. But I want to say thank you to Owen Hennessy as well and live music promotions, providing all of the entertainment for venues and event- events right across Cork and Munster. And I'm happy to be part of it, showcasing Irish talent. So well done and thank you, Owen. Back after the break. You're listening to the number one talk show in Cork, The Neil Prendeville Show. It's the best in Cork. On Red FM. Cork's biggest conversation is here. The Neil Prendeville Show is on Cork's Red FM. 
Lines are open on one eight fifty one zero four. Sorry, oh eight one eight one zero four one zero six, and you can text oh eight six eight one zero four one zero six. Came across a great story uh, that was shared with me by Declan Donnelly. You might remember Declan Donnelly. Uh, Donnelly's ran the famous Donnelly's Bakery for many many years. He wrote a great book which he sent to me, and we spoke about it in the past called Breaking Bread. And he came across a letter uh, dated January the first nineteen fifteen, and he sent me a copy of the letter, and it has a real core connection to it. I wanted to just uh, get Declan to tell the story rather than me read it out because it's a great tale. Declan, good morning. Good morning to you, sir. It's fabulous. And, and you sent me photocopies of it. It's the Cork Examiner from Friday morning, the 1st of January, 1915, right? Do you have it there in front of you? I do. And it tells the story of a fellow by the name of Baker um, from Harrington's Avenue in the Ballyhooly Road writing to his wife, wasn't it? That's right. And it had to do with that ceasefire on Christmas Day in the trenches because he was he was with the North Staffs, wasn't he? Like many Cork men fought in that war, the Great War. He was, yeah. Uh, I tell you, it was Paul McCartney, song Pipes of Peace, you know? Yeah. I gather most of your listeners would have heard it and seen the video and that shows uh, the truth. But that was on the Western Front which was 470 miles long. So there were a lot of truces along the Western Front and there were some parts where there was no truce. You know, being 470 miles long, you can imagine. Yeah. And uh, it lasted roughly between a day and a half and two days. And it was the first, like, the war had only been going on for a few months at this stage. So everybody was in good condition. Yeah. Their boots wouldn't have been worn out, their clothing would have been all right. So they were fairly well off. Then... After the truce, then, the second Christmas, uh, they were told that if uh, if there was a truce and they got friendly with the enemy, they'd be court-martialed. So that put an end to that. But this was the first year of the war, 1940. So he says, just a few lines to let you know that we've had a decent Christmas, the Christmas of 1915. There was a truce made between our brigade and the Germans for Christmas Day, we had a decent game in between the two lots of trenches. This is the soccer match that we know of that was played on that day. Isn't that right? There was only about 30 yards between the two lines, wasn't there? That's right, yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just pick up on that because they swapped a lot of things during and after the match, didn't they? They did. But then they were fired on by their own people to tell them to get back to the trenches and don't be getting friendly with the enemy. But they had, he says to his wife in the letter, they gave us cigars, fags, rum and whiskey, and we gave them bully beef. Yes, that's because the Germans weren't very well prepared, and they didn't have any meat, much anyway, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, they seemed to have got on very well. I suppose everybody was worried that they'd get on too well, and might say, what are we fighting about? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, And I wonder how long the actual soccer match went on for, do you know? Well, I'd say about a half an hour. I mean, say, playing a soccer match in those conditions wouldn't have been... Many wouldn't do it today, I'd say. Yeah, he was saying that they were playing against German regiment across from them, and he said that many of them were, what, no more than 16 years old, right? Yes, and there were some of them older than 50. Wow, wow. You know, so, fabulous, um, fabulous letter that they printed in the uh, in the examiner back then. He says he's, he's, I'm writing this letter on note paper that Princess Mary has sent out, and I'm sending the Christmas cards from the King and Queen 
um, they'd be safer at home because he felt that if he used them, he'd spoil them or they'd get destroyed in war or muck or dirt, wasn't it? Yes, that's it. They were one of the cleanest places to be in the trenches. Amazing but, um, story. Amazing story. It, it, it actually, and it actually got to the examiner very quickly. I mean, it had to be written Christmas Day. Yeah. And yet it got, it got to the court examiner one week later. Yeah. Which was very quick. It must have been a very fast pigeon day. I have no idea how quickly, how they managed to get stuff back quickly. I suppose it was important, though. It was one of the most important things is to get letters to the troops and get letters from the troops back to their families yeah. and there was a huge court contingent that fought wasn't there? There was the first amount yeah. maybe some of our listeners might have a bit of information on that Private P. Baker Private P. Baker from number 2 Harrington's Avenue Ballyhooley Road in Cork to his dearest wife yeah. and I wonder who's Babs would Babs be the baby? I would imagine so small little baby at home and I wonder did he make it do you know? That's all you know Neil I wouldn't know that. I would think I'm the last of averages. He didn't. He probably didn't. And him and another, what was it? Was it four million soldiers died on the Western Front? Yes. God knows. Four million soldiers died on the Western Front in four years. Well, let that be our next um, project now. See what we can find out about Private P. Baker from Number 2 Harrington's Avenue, Ballyhooley, shall we? Yes. Yes. Great story. Thanks for sharing it, Declan. Happy Christmas to you and all of the Donnellys. God bless, man. Take care. Cork's number one talk show, The Neil Prendeville Show on Red FM. Call the Neil Prenderville Show now. 0818 Red FM. Like a big shout out to everybody up at, uh, it's particularly David Ford who texted me from uh, Jack Ford's bar. He wanted to hear Johnny Mathis when a child is born. It won't be today, but I'll do my best to play it tomorrow. But a big shout out, he says, for everybody in Jack Ford's bar. You know I'm probably late, but he says, I'm emigrating to Portugal at the start of January. And it would be great if you give us a shout out, particularly to Jack and Marie, my mother and father and everybody at WiseTech. That's on David Ford to everybody at Jack Ford's Bar on the north side. Back to live music. We're spoiled for choice today and indeed tomorrow. And in studio, Wayne McSweeney and Caroline Sweeney are going to do a couple of Christmas mashups. But most importantly, most importantly, Caroline's kids are listening. Is that right? That's right, Neil. I'd like to give a shout out to Diego, who's homesick, and Luca, who's at school listening with his friends. All right, so they got you on in school as well. A couple of upcoming gigs, which we'll chat about in a few minutes' time. But you've been quite innovative, Wayne, haven't you? You're going to do a mashup, a couple of Christmas favourites. Yeah, a couple of favourites. Uh, the old Shake and Stevens classic. Um, I don't know, there's several different titles to it. Merry Christmas. Everyone. Merry Christmas, everyone. I call it Snow is Falling. <laughs> and then we're going to do Feliz Navidad. All right, my man. So will we get stuck in? We shall. All right. A one, a two, a one, two, three, four. People dancing all night long Time for presents 
And exchanging kisses Time for singing Christmas songs We're gonna have a party tonight I'm gonna find that girl Underneath the mistletoe And kiss by candlelight Room is swaying Records playing All the old songs We love to hear All I wish was Every day was Christmas What a nice way To spend the year We're gonna have a party tonight I'm gonna find that girl Underneath the mistletoe And kiss by candlelight Snow is falling All around me Children playing Having fun It's the season Love and understanding Merry Christmas Everyone Feliz Navidad Feliz Navidad Prospero año y felicidad Feliz Navidad Feliz Navidad Feliz Navidad Prospero año y felicidad I wanna wish you a merry Celebremos juntos la vida Y que viva la alegría Celebremos juntos la vida y que viva la alegría. Feliz Navidad, feliz Navidad, feliz Navidad, prospero año y felicidad. Feliz Navidad, Feliz Navidad, Feliz Navidad, Prospero año y felicidad. I wanna wish you a merry Celebremos juntos la vida y que viva la alegría. I wanna wish you a merry Christmas. Wanna wish you a Merry Christmas Wanna wish you a Merry Christmas From the bottom of my heart Well, I'm sure it is sangria and a bowl of paella <laughs> And I'm, I'm sorted for the day <laughs> <laughs> I tell you one thing listening to that Caroline you have no problem on holidays in Spain I'd say no 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 I lived in Brazil for a long time oh, so really? I speak fluent Portuguese and I lived in Spain for a while well, Portuguese is you and Spanish is I tell you what I know anyway listen a couple of gigs coming I see you're going to be playing in the one and only Thatch and Killer soon with all that's the gang that's right could we give a shout out to Debbie and all the gang down in the Thatch looking you, forward to seeing you soon when is that that's Stephen's Day Stephen's Day 4 o'clock and four then o'clock. over to the equally fabulous uh, Blackbird, Blackbird and Blackbird I think we're there at 9 o'clock that evening so it's a double header on Stephen's Day uh, next Saturday we're in the, the Tatch in Mogi uh, sorry oh no. 
Mogili Tavern. Mogili Tavern, yeah. In Mogili. Right, so you got Christmas gigs. Okay, getting the energy levels up then, are you Yes, yes, yeah. yes. It's that time of year. It's, yeah. it's, uh, getting to bed early. To bed early, yes, three o'clock, four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Probably early enough. I dragged you out early this morning, did I? Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> no, no, we haven't gone to bed yet. <laughs> That's what I like to hear. Well, listen, thanks for popping in so and uh, happy Christmas to you both, Thank Wayne you McSweeney too. and Caroline Sweeney. Thanks, thanks Great too. mashup of two great classics. Pick up the phone, text 0868104106 and you can always uh, share your own Christmas greetings by text if you want. Well, we don't get to today. We will get to tomorrow. But I tell you something, uh, Colm O'Sullivan had a right busy time of it up in Cork Airport over the past couple of days welcoming people home for Christmas and there were so many flights coming in. He caught up with lots of different people. I just wanted to savour some more people who are home with great stories to share. Have a listen to this. So we just have another gang back and this they, they've arrived from all over the world the last few days and Maureen is, is kind of the boss of all of them here and the, the latest arrival is just from Brisbane. Yeah. So he's gone over there, he just saw the daughters doing all the hugs and so on. Yeah, yeah. So tell us where everyone has come from over the last few days and where, where they're coming from and so on. Well, my daughter Louise and her husband Jorge are, have come from Malaga and their two children and my son Billy is coming from Australia with his two children and his wife. And my other son is coming from New York on Friday. Is it Friday? Simon's coming? Yeah, I think so. And I'm getting confused at this stage with everybody, um, with his family. So it's going to be amazing. I have one daughter in Cork. <laughs> one, one managed to stay in Cork. One of them. So we've all the the, the little smallies and so on here as well. So what are all their names there? I see the the two little girls there. Lara and Isabel and then there's Leo and Noah. And um, there's eight all together when they they do get together. And it's the first time they've ever all been together. So it's going to be amazing, amazing. And the two girls, that's that's their dad who just arrived back there as well. So they're they're from Brisbane. Lara. Lara, hello. I'm Lara. She's Where are you from, Lara? Brisbane. And have you been to Cork before? Yes. And what about your sister? No. So it's her first time in Cork? Yes. And your dad's from Cork? Yes. And do you like Cork? Yes. Well, well kind of. it's cold. It's cold. Cork is cold compared to Brisbane, I'd imagine. Um, but is it nice for Christmas? Yep. And is Santa coming? Yep, I think so. He's going to stop off here in Cork, is he? I uh, hopefully. Hopefully, I think he will. I think he will. And and your dad's over there. Is it good to see him? Because he arrived like he arrived a, a week or two, two ago, two, two, two weeks, weeks two weeks ago. So he came ahead of your dad. So it's good to see him now again. Yes. Delighted. Brilliant. All right. <laughs> and you're delighted that they're all here. I'm absolutely thrilled. Yeah. It's it's not going to happen very often yeah. because they'll they'll be going back to Spain. They'll be going back to Brisbane and stuff. And so mm, very special. One to come from New York still. Yeah. Is that tomorrow here? Uh, no, I think it's Dublin, actually. Okay. I think they're coming to Dublin. Um, so, yeah, with his family, he's German wife and baby as well. So. <laughs> What's, like, they're from all... Co- <laughs> and even the girl from Cork, she married a French dude. All, all, so, all yeah. corners of the world, my God. And you have United them all here Nations, in Cork. Yeah. yeah, in the United Nations. You have them all here in Cork for Christmas. Like, as you said, it won't happen too often. No. So what are the plans? Well, the plans... Um, actually, my daughter in Cork is getting... Is a marquee out the back. I'm, I'm cooking. So... I'm delighted with all of that. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be great crack. Great Brilliant. Crack. Listen, Maureen, fair play to you. You've, you've, you've a lot on your plate there now for Christmas, do, but listen, but I'm really it, looking right? forward to it. Really looking forward to it. It's very special.
Thanks, right. Happy Christmas. And some great people coming back from all over the world over the past few days. I have more audio from Cork Airport. I'll probably get some more of it on the air tomorrow. We're really jam-packed. I want to say a quick hi and a good morning to uh, Kenny Jacobs, the CEO of the DAA. Kenny, good morning. Good morning, Neil. Fair play to you. Happy Christmas to you. They're rocking it at Cork Airport. Big numbers this Christmas. Huge numbers this Christmas, and they're putting on a great show for everyone coming back. So there'll be about just shy of 200,000 people that come back in and out of Cork Airport this Christmas. And that kind of rounds off what's been a fantastic year. Uh, the biggest year ever in Cork Airport for international passengers. So Yeah, everything's really, back, really isn't it? I mean, we had a couple of years of COVID where things took a bit of a dive, but it came back strong. Even retail's come back strong, right? Absolutely. And Ireland's bounced back in aviation uh, at both Cork and Dublin Airport faster than anywhere else in Europe, which is fantastic. That's inbound tourism. That's good connectivity. And look, we've, we see it continuing in Cork. So uh, we'll be looking at double-digit growth next year in Cork, which will be new routes again. Um, and we will be investing in uh, infrastructure at Cork Airport to further improve the kind of capacity so that we can continue to keep growing Cork Airport. I would be expecting that of you though. If I remember correctly, one of our conversations years back, you're a St. Luke's lad, aren't you, if I remember right? I am, I am, yeah. 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 So what we want you to do is turn all your attention to Cork and Dublin's doing fine, thank you very much. Well, I look for me. I, I am running the Cork and Dublin Airport Authority, um, so it uh, it will definitely look. At, we've we've a big expansion plan for Cork. We're very excited, and look, that ties in with the population growth that the government are looking to encourage by now in 2040. So ultimately, we have a view, Neil, that Cork Airport should be a five million annual passenger airport up from about 2.8 million this year and we want to do everything we can to, to get it there well you're the man to drive it on that's for sure any ideas to whether transatlantic will ever fly if you'll pardon the pun uh, I, th- I think it will uh, I think it will we definitely we're encouraging and incentivizing any airline to look at it I think next year now look travel is back and the airlines are back now they've got a lot of new aircraft coming into their fleet so we are actively encouraging any airline who would do Cork. It might start off with charter flights from Cork to somewhere like New York. Um, And I know every time I'm home, people ask me about it. So it's definitely on our radar. We're encouraging them. In the meantime, I mean, we've added Charleroi, Rhodes and Zadar as new routes that we've announced only recently. In the meantime, I think connectivity from Cork to every European capital, summer and winter, uh, is I think that's the best gig in town because that will really just create a lot of more frequency of routes. Uh, but we're definitely working on transatlantic and we will continue to. Nice one. Can I take this opportunity to thank Cork Airport for their kindness to us all week long? It's a fabulous airport. We're all very proud of it. Wishing them happy Christmas. And you too, Kenny. Have a great Christmas, my man, and good luck in 2024. You too, Neil. Thanks. Bye. All the best. Kenny Jacobs. Nobody text actually came in. I lived in Canada for 10 years, moved back to Ireland a few years back. I'm now living in Offaly, but I listen to you over in Canada and I still listen in Offaly. I miss the spiced beef so much that I travel from Offaly to the English market for my Christmas one from the same butcher my parents used to go to every single year. It ain't the same unless you get your spiced beef from Cork. Nice one, Kian. Listening to Court's number one talk show. I just think he's a brilliant interviewer. The Neil Prenderville Show on Court's Red FM.
Text the Neil Prenderville Show now. 086-810-4106. Red FM. All right, ladies and gentlemen, lots of Atmos in the studio as Mo Connor gets himself set up there. I'll talk to him in a second. We have another one of our wonderful uh, vouchers to give away from McCarthy's Family Butchers, Hawks Road in Bishopstown, turkey breast, half a ham and a spiced beef. So get dialing for that. We'll take caller 9 on 0818104106 and we'll get you sorted for turkey, ham and spiced beef again like we do uh, for many years from McCarthy's Family Butchers at Hawks Road. They do all sorts of different packages and they're very price conscious of people's needs this Christmas. So get dialing for that. I'm also giving some away on my own Instagram page if you want to flip over there. We'll be doing the draw a little later on this afternoon actually and picking winners for those hampers. But I have to say it's been all action this morning and all go. And it's been a while since Mo O'Connor was in studio. Was it Was it back for the Langer song with Natural Gas? It was, was it? almost 20 years ago. My God. And, um, You're getting younger. You're like Benjamin Button. You're getting younger. I'd like to thank you personally because you were the man who, <laughs> who gave that song some traction. We were brave enough to give it a first yeah. spin. Uh, I have a guitar-shaped swimming pool because of that. <laughs> That's out in Connor. Yeah, he has weeds growing through it. <laughs> <laughs> it's great to see you, the multi-instrumentalist that you yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you playing any gigs these days? Or yeah, what's I'm playing stuff? a lot of gigs, yeah. yeah? And good for gigs. Christmas? Yeah, playing oh, a lot of gigs. All yeah. sorted, probably killing your own turkey and everything? Yeah, ex- <laughs> out in the country, you know what I mean? We're, we're hunters. <laughs> Hunter-gatherers. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So we're going out very traditional this morning with something very nice and sedate yes. and Christmassy. Uh, the famous uh, Mel Torme uh, song, The Christmas song. Is this a jazz? I mean, I'm caught by surprise with this one. Is it, is it kind of a jazz flavour Yes, to it? if a jazz guitar sort of arrangement it is, yeah. Okay, well, will you let the music do the talking mode? I hope so, yes. All yeah. right, my and, man. Uh, Let's play us out then for and, the day and, As a it. Christmas gift to the listeners, I'm not going to sing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Let's see what you can do with it okay. then, your own interpretation. You ready? I'm for another number something nice and short do you think that's magic it really is that's difficult though I'd say isn't it yes yeah wow I love it Mel Torme would be proud of that so you're gigging over the Christmas or what are you at I am yeah doing you know, a lot of local gigs and different bands and various gigs and stuff like that and do you, do you hook up with the lads anymore I do yeah, yeah. I, I tame with myself and, and Vince and uh, Dermot Granger and John Murphy um, 
Our last escapade was in uh, Bahrain, in Dubai. Go away. That was uh, last... Uh, Natural gas travelled. That's right. That far. Yeah. That was last uh, last March. And uh, next, I think we're going to uh, maybe Canada, America this March. Were you uh, amazed? Were you amazed at the success of the song, you and Tim and Vince it, and it all really the guys? It was incredible. You know, it just um, took on a life of its own, didn't it? It took a life of its own. And uh, it was number one in the charts for four weeks. At a time when, you know, the charts, worlds of charts. Yeah, and we and you know 20 years ago, if it was now with social media, it would even have driven it on to higher levels because it wasn't, re- we really yeah. weren't Instagramming and WhatsApping and, and Googling yeah, it, back it then. Was, it, yeah, it was simpler times. social media explosion, you know what I mean? But, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was phenomenal, really. And uh, it became a kind of an anthem, I suppose. <laughs> And, uh, <laughs> there was a there was a slight risk. I remember back in the day playing a song with the word "langer" in it. It, like, it was indeed. We're simple times, like it, it now. was. It was. <laughs> but uh, it and there's been new verses added. You know, uh, is this the update that he does? We we added. You know Adapt. what I mean? When Donald Trump was elected, we obviously brought a verse for him. You know what I mean? <laughs> And uh, <laughs> I think we need to get the band back together in studio well, to do an updated what? version of it. 20 years, 20 years next year. Will we do a 20th anniversary I think version? That's a great idea. Okay, I'm going to leave that with you. You definitely. go talk to the troops. I talk to Tim and company. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. Mo, it's great to see you. Thank you and so much for coming too. in. Great to see you. You're looking great. Yeah, yeah, nice great to see, see you. you. Happy Christmas to you Thank and you yours, much. the great yeah, Mo yeah, O'Connor. Yeah. So I'm going to hold Mo to that 20th anniversary of the Langer song from Natural Gas next year. We'll do an updated version of it, and hopefully 2024 we'll see that happening. Lines will Stay open. You can text 0868104106. But I didn't get to this morning. We'll pick up on tomorrow. Another Christmas fest for you on the final show of 2023. So have a good day. I'll see you tomorrow.